Hey y'all, DJ Louie here, just dropping a preview of our latest Patreon episode on our Pop Pantheon All Access channel, in which Russ and I are discussing Jesse Ware's fifth studio album, That Feels Good, which dropped a couple of weeks ago, and positioning it in the broader disco revival that began in 2020 with Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia. We're talking about what this record is doing well, what we like about it, and also what makes Jesse a unique pop diva that is operating in this broader space where many of our pop girlies are out here employing disco to various ends and putting their own stamp on it. So this was a really fun conversation. This is a preview of it. If you enjoy what you hear, you can go to patreon.com slash poppantheon or click the link in the show notes of this episode to hear the rest plus the rest of all of our bonus content, access to our Discord channel, etc, etc. So here is a preview of that episode. Are you ready to chat a little bit about that? Feels good. That feels good. <laughs> Shania was jealous when she saw that title. All right. So Jesse brought back James Ford for this album, but also brought on Stuart Price, who is best known for his work on Madonna's 2005 album, Confessions on a Dance Floor, one of her greatest works. Another thing you could sort of like place in some sort of disco revival. I mean, again, a house record, but these things are very, very fluid. Yeah. Well, and one of the biggest tracks off it, sampling ABBA, who is a act out of the disco era. Yeah. And also another one samples I feel love. Mm-hmm. So this was preceded by the single Free Yourself, which came out way back in July 2020. Then Pearls, the single came out in February. And just two weeks before the album, we got one last single, Begin Again. It has received very positive reviews. Right now it's sitting at an 89 on Metacritic. I checked and that is her career best score. Louis, let's start up. What were you expecting or hoping for in the lead up to this album? Was it highly anticipated in terms of 2023 albums for you? Yeah, because I really liked What's Your Pleasure a lot. I was interested. We talked about Pearls, I think, in a new music speed round. And I think I initially had a bit of an averse reaction to Pearls because it reminds me of a Dua Lipa song. Like it really does have, or at least at first blush, and again, exact same team as Levitating right down to like, I think Clarence Coffey wrote it with her. I mean, it's like literally the same exact, Sarah Hudson. It's really like the exact same lineup up there and Stuart Price of course and I loved it but like it gave me a little bit of like what Julianne Escobedo Shepard in her review of That's So Good called Future Nostalgia Corpa Disco or something <laughs> like that and in Pearls gave me a little bit of that thing that I want to sort of like set up as a contrast between these two Jesse Ware records, which is what's your pleasure? You were mentioning it as kind of like a joy bomb, which it has elements of, but there's also like a lot of darkness on that record. Mm. Like there's a lot of like sadness. There's a lot of sleaze and beckoning into like a dark underworld of nightlife that I think is a really integral aspect of disco that again, records like Future Nostalgia do not gesture towards at all. And that was part of what I really liked about it. Like you hear songs like Save a Kiss, like there's desperation. There's, it's not just whoop-de-doo songs. You know, one of my favorite songs, Remember Who You Are is like this lush 
almost daydream sort of druggy haze of a song. You know, there's like, there's a lot of different moods and vibes on that record. including less bright ones. If you're gonna say I'm making a disco album, that has to be there, that sleaze. I mean, this was also a time of drugs and there was a lot of depression and sadness and oppression under the surface of a lot of this fun-loving. It wasn't all like heaven must be missing an angel. You know what I mean? There was like a lot more going on there. And that's what I really enjoyed about What's Your Pleasure and I thought was some of the great credits that Jesse brought to the sort of wave of the 2020 albums. So when I heard Pearls, I was like, okay, this is very much a Dua Lipa song. Like this, a really good one, a really good one. But I was kind of like, okay, so is she gonna like try to make a less nuanced, less sticky, complicated version of what she had done before, even though I really liked the song. So I was pleasantly surprised that this record, while I do think is brighter toned in general than What's Your Pleasure, is still a very well thought out uh, and has a ton of fealty to the source material while never feeling like it's just doing an act. It doesn't feel like Bruno Mars. It's always got something that... I think powers it beyond pastiche, which is Jesse Ware's incredible songwriting and incredible vocal performances and vocal production, which we can talk more about. But yes, th- that's a long-winded way, of course, of saying that I was very excited to hear this album, but I had some trepidation about what she might be doing here. I guess we should say maybe Jesse hasn't necessarily changed how she writes or what she writes about in terms of content, but she has expanded yeah. upon the moods that she can inhabit well. And she has been able to make music that sounds upbeat, even if it is not necessarily just a bright and shiny thing. Yeah, and she also is able to capture pathos, mm-hmm. like very, she's she's a very rich vocalist. Like she is an incredible, and a really talented, dexterous songwriter. You know what I was thinking yesterday when I was listening to this record? Disco was an incredible venue for marginalized voices to come front and center and add a lot of depth to dance music and pop music, either implicitly or explicitly, often implicitly just by nature of who was singing and their voices. And, you know, again, I referenced Gloria Gaynor. Again, I referenced Diana Ross having a huge comeback in disco at age 40. You know, I referenced women that were plus-sized, women that were black, queer people, Sylvester we haven't talked about. So I was thinking in terms of Jesse Ware where does she fit in that? And, you know, that's what's interesting about it is, like, Jessie Ware is an older woman. She's lived longer. There's something about that that I think allows her to inhabit what the disco diva really should be in a way that a Dua Lipa or even, like, a Lady Gaga or whatever, like, is less, and certainly not a Doja Cat or whatever, is, like, less sort of apt at. Like, there's something about her age that 
makes her sort of fit really squarely into the prototype of the disco diva. And I love that she starts this record out by saying, I, I, this record, I mean, my pearls by saying, I'm so nine to five, I'm a lady, I'm a lover, a freak, and a mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, walking on the line, it's my human nature. I crave a little danger. So there's this feeling of like, this record to me almost feels like the fantasies of somebody that actually like spends probably most of her time hanging out with her kid, <laughs> which is like kind of a funny way to think about it. But like, I think adds an interesting like angle to this that doesn't make it just sort of pummeling, well-made like disco approximation. For clarification, she is only older for pop music. Jesse wears 38 and a day. Yeah, but like... That is old for pop music. Yes, that's old in comparison to Doja Cat. But yeah, for, that, for a woman here on this That's practically earth. geriatric <laughs> for a pop star. I mean, come on. I'm sorry. I You know that I don't think that I'm literally, she's like two years older than me. But like, I'm just saying that like, she's a mother. Yes. She's like, she, she's somebody that's like, disco was a venue for people that weren't 21 year old model looking singers. Mm-hmm. Like it was, of course you had Donna Summer and you had people like that were beautiful women that were younger, whatever. But like, there was a lot of disco D that found a voice that were not your like typical pop star. You know what I mean? They were like more marginalized and that brought a lot of texture and interest to the music that I think Jesse fits into that in some ways. Also as a comeback venue, as a vehicle to be to reinvent yourself later in your career. I was really excited when I saw that Stuart Price was going to be involved in this album. Now that you've had a chance to listen to it, are there particular places on the record that you can hear his influence? Yeah, I mean, I again, Pearls to me is really the example. Like they were clearly making a single there. Like I think he I think she wanted some of that levitating vibe and they got it i mean i absolutely love that song i mean one of the the techniques that price employs on a bunch of these songs that i really enjoy in the vocal production is like that was just a preview if you want to hear the rest of that episode subscribe to pop pantheon all access at the icon tier where you can get the rest of that episode access to all of our bonus content our discord channel and so many more perks by going to patreon.com slash pop pantheon or by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode